Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, May 22nd. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Hey y'all, I know I had trouble picking what sport I was going to watch this weekend because there was that much going on, so let's go ahead and get started. As always, we are going to start with baseball, and in the MLB, the Dodgers have issued a formal apology to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence after rescinding their invitations to the annual Pride Night. The Sisters are a group of men who mostly dress as nuns, and therefore the team cited, quote-unquote, strong feelings of people who have been offended. The L.A. team is stuck between conservative Catholics and the rest of the LGBTQ community. The sisters have been invited back right now, as of right now, to Pride Night on June 16th. Basically, conservative religious people are saying that it is against religion, I guess, to dress like nuns and be a gay pride group. So TBD, whether they will actually go to Pride Night. As a follow-up to last week or a couple weeks ago, A's broadcaster Glenn Kuyper has been fired after he mispronounced Negro. Decision was made by NBC after Kuyper spent 20 years in service with the Bay Area, and that was that. So he did apologize on air for mispronouncing it, but it is it was a done deal. Moving along to NCAA, so I went ahead and made these two separate sections this time because we do have extra to go over for NCAA baseball and softball. We're going to start with softball since they are further along in the postseason. We are down to just 16 teams in the Super Regional round, and by far the biggest upset of the weekend was number two UCLA being out and not only taken out, but taken out in just two games. Grand Canyon and Liberty did their duty there. Also out that was upset was number 10 LSU and number 11 Arkansas. Number one Oklahoma continues to roll. The Sooners actually outscored opponents 325 to 44 during the regular season. They added another run rule to their list in the regional. There are also three unranked teams still in Louisiana, San Diego State, and Oregon. Super regionals are best of three, and we'll go over that in what to watch this upcoming week. For baseball, it is conference championship week for baseball, so they are double elimination tournament style, and again, that'll be a nice long thing to go over (laughs) in what to watch this upcoming week. For NBA basketball, we are in the conference finals. They have started, and they are rather lopsided. The Nuggets-Lakers matchup started it off on Tuesday night, and the Nuggets are showing why they were a favorite. They are 3-0 and and on the brink of a shutout tonight to make their debut in an NBA final appearance. They did appear in an ABA 1976 final, but this will be their first NBA final. Game one, they were up early and then never gave it back, winning by six with Jokic triple with Jokic getting a triple double. Game two was the closest with the Denver team coming back to win from behind by five. And Jamal Murray was the leading scorer with 37 points. Game three was an 11 point smackdown that started early when the Lakers scored just 20 in the first quarter and they could put it all away tonight. 
The Heat-Celtics matchup has also had a similar story, but by the underdog this time. The Heat came in 44-38 and 38 on the season compared to the Celtics 57-25, and 25, coming into the postseason as the absolute favorite. But it has been all Heat so far. Game one was a good one to watch as the Celtics were leading by nine at half before the Heat went off in the third quarter, scoring outscoring the Boston team 46 to 25. Those 21 points were enough to take game one. Game two, the Heat pulled out a shocker comeback in the fourth quarter. They were down eight and they ended up winning by six. To add insult to injury, Celtics Tatum was the leading scorer of the game by over 10 points. Didn't matter though, Heats get that win as well. Sunday was game three, and I think that might have been a turning point because the Celtics might have just been broken as the Heat cruised to a 26-point victory. This is the seventh upset loss for the Boston team, and that is the most in playoffs in 30 years. So that's the update on the conference finals, but we do have a couple of other things to note. The 76ers, despite making playoffs, have fired their head coach, Doc Rivers. As an outsider, you may not get it, but this is the team's third consecutive second round loss in playoffs, and it is the second time he has lost the lead and a game seven. Rivers was only there for three seasons, but basically the 76ers are not living up to playoff expectations. And then also the NBA uh, draft pick lottery went on this past week and the San Antonio Spurs will get the number one draft pick this year. A little bit of football news and it is not pleasant as one of the greatest professional and collegiate football players ever and social activist Jim Brown has died. He was 87 and passed away peacefully, his family says. Literally, he was one of the best players. He was in the NFL 100 of all time and all-time college football 150 list. Those are the two kind of all-time lists for both leagues. Brown was the first round draft pick in 1957 and was selected by the Browns where he led the NFL in rushing yards for eight years. He was an activist for the civil rights movement as well. He met with the top black athletes to support Ali when he didn't want to fight in Vietnam and then worked against gang violence in LA in 1988. Brown retired at 30 and that was the last time number 32 was worn by any Cleveland Browns player. There is also a statue of him at First Energy Stadium that was placed there in 2016. So RIP Jim Brown. It was a magnificent weekend for golf. And the reason why? Because you should never doubt Brooks Kepka on a major championship weekend. Because I am happy to say Brooks is back. Brooks claimed his third PGA championship Wanamaker trophy and fifth major championship title on Sunday. He battled through an opening round 72 after a two hour frost delay, rainy weather during the weekend and the live controversy to get this title, not to mention the injuries and mental game that he has been going through for a couple of years now. Most people, including commentators, thought we had seen Brooks win his last major during his crazy stint of back-to-back PGAs and U.S. Opens ending in 2019. He got second in the Masters, but frankly blew it on the last day. He then told the press that he would not let that happen again. And at one point on Sunday, he had the lead by three. He ended up winning by two over Scotty Scheffler and Victor Hovland. 
Only 11 golfers finished under par, more like a U.S. Open score than a PGA championship. But this is the first live player to win a major. So naturally, all the live haters and the supporters are coming out of the woodwork. The big question is if Brooks and live players will be allowed to compete in the Ryder Cup coming up later this year. Brooks has already said he wants to compete. Scotty has said he wants him on the team or these guys on the team. So TBD if that will happen. But congratulations, a huge congratulations to Brooks Kepka. That was not the only major headline from this week's major PGA professional. And for those of you who don't know, there is a distinction here between a pro golfer and a golfing pro, but PGA professional Michael Block stole the show. You literally might've thought he won the championship with how much he has been in the press and his face has been everywhere. Block had the best finish of a club pro since 1986 He is the only pro to make the cut this year. And because he finished tied 15th, he is guaranteed a spot in next year's PGA Championship. And as if this weekend weren't a big enough dream, he also was given an exemption to play on this week's Charles Schwab Challenge in Fort Worth, which is a PGA Tour tournament. To say dreams came true would be the understatement of the weekend for Block. Block also aced the 15th hole on the final day, playing in the final in one of the final groups with Rory McIlroy, who broke the news of the ace to him and hugged him. He could not believe the entire moment. So I think his humility and just his incredul- incredulity of the entire situation is what won over fans because people were chanting his name on Sunday. Moving along to the Stanley Cup playoffs, and I know I hinted at it last time I did the podcast because the podcast and the blog post dropped extremely late. So the Stars did beat the Kraken in game seven of the second round, and that is the final game of that round. It did end in regulation with the Stars scoring two to Seattle's one point. So this week we began conference finals and they began on Thursday. And we have had some crazy ones, folks, which is completely in the direct contrast to the NBA conference finals. So hold on to your pucks because let's go over it. The Panthers-Hurricanes matchup started off with a bang. The Hurricanes scored one in the first and the Panthers put up two in the second, second, but then the Canes came back to tie it up and take it to overtime. Not only did we go to overtime, but we went to quadruple overtime before we got a final result. Finally, Florida scored with only 13 seconds left in that fourth overtime to take an exhausting game one. That is literally playing an extra 79 minutes. A normal hockey game only runs 60 minutes, so they actually played two game equivalents on for game one on Thursday. Game two was a bit better, but it did go into overtime, just one overtime though, before the Panthers also took that game and they are up two to zero in the series. The Stars Golden Knights also kicked it off on Friday. They are the other final for the week. Dallas drew first blood and then the Golden Knights tied it up in the second. The third saw both teams score two apiece before they headed to overtime. Unlike game one in the other matchup though, overtime was over in just a minute and 35 seconds when the Knights scored by putting the the puck behind the Stars goalie who knocked it in with his rear end. 
Game two was more of the same story. Literally, Dallas was leading. Knights tie it up. We go to overtime, and the Knights score in a minute and 12 seconds this time. So Vegas is up 2-0 to zero in the series. So I'm a little unfair to the NBA. We do have some lopsided series, but both of these these two matchups have gone to overtimes in both games. So that is unlike the actual other games in the NBA. A little bit of motorsports and a little bit of Olympic news. And that's all I have for you. So Formula One at Emilia Romana was canceled this weekend due to historic flooding in the region. They are also um, raising money to donate funds to the victims of that historic flooding. There is potential for a reschedule later this year, but that date is hard to find in an extremely packed schedule. There are two weeks off in the middle of August, but they are required to have those two weeks off. And so TBD, if we will return to the region. And like I said, just a quick Olympic news is reigning Olympic volleyball champ April Ross is pregnant with her husband. She is due in October. So congratulations to her. That wraps up what happened over the last week. Now let's go over what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. And just like the other segment, we start with some MLB baseball. Monday night, tonight, the Giants at the Twins at 6 on Fox Sports 1. Tomorrow, we can catch the Dodgers at the Braves at 6.20 on TBS. Friday, we got some games on Apple TV+. Plus, But if you don't have that, we'll skip it. Saturday, you can catch the Phillies at the Braves at 3.10 on Fox Sports 1. Then the possibility of three different games at 6.15 on Fox, depending on where you're located in the country. You can either watch the Red Sox at the Diamondbacks, the Reds at the Cubs, or the Cardinals at the Guardians. Then on Sunday, catch the Dodgers at the Rays at 10.35 a.m. on Peacock, and then the Phillies at the Braves at 6 p.m. on ESPN2. Also, because it is Memorial Day, we all have Monday off, I hope. So I know I do. So I will be covering Monday as well. And hopefully the podcast and the blog will come out on Tuesday. So Monday night, catch the Angels at the White Sox at 7.10 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. All right. I told you it was going to be a long segment in here, but we've got conference conference championship tournaments for NCAA baseball, and they begin on Tuesday. I'm actually going to save y'all some time because you can just go on the blog, the girlfriend's guide to sports for those specifics. Cause they are only on either PAC 12 network, sec, big 10 or ACC network on Tuesday. On Wednesday, you can catch the Big 12 TCU versus Kansas State at 9 a.m. on ESPNU. Then we go back to SEC, ACC, Pac-12 Network, and Big 10 Network, and that pretty much wraps up that. So remember, we are in pool play first, then we go into tournament styles. So, and it is double elimination. Thursday, same thing, SEC tournament, ACC, Big 10, Pac-12, all of it is on either SEC, ACC, Big Ten, or Pac-12 Network. We do have the Big 12 on th- at 3 p.m. on ESPNU. And that, and then the Big 12 tournament has another game at 6.30 on ESPNU. Otherwise, check the blog for those. 
Friday, I will read through these. ACC tournament at 10 a.m. on ACC Network, followed by another game at 2. The Big Ten will be on at 2 p.m. on Big Ten Network. The Pac-12 tournament semifinal number one will take place at 2.30 p.m. on Pac-12 Network. SEC tournament, you can catch that game at 3 on SEC. Another ACC tournament game at 6 on ACC Network. Big Ten plays at 7 on Big Ten Network. And the final Pac-12 tournament semifinal at 7 on Pac-12 Network. On Saturday, starting with the Big Ten semifinal number one at 9 a.m. on Big Ten Network. The SEC then has their semifinal at noon on SEC. Or if you're an ACC fan, turn over to ACC Network at the same time for their first semifinal. Then the second Big Ten semifinal will take place at 1 on Big Ten Network. The West Coast Conference final will be at 3 on ESPNU. The second of the ACC of the ACC and SEC semifinals will be at 4 on their respective channels. And then Big Ten semifinal number game number three, if it's needed, again, double elimination. That will be at 7 p.m. on Big Ten Network. Same goes for 9 p.m. And then the Pac-12 final at 7 p.m. on ESPNU. Sunday, we've got all finals back-to-back. Pac-12 obviously will have just been decided on Saturday. So Sunday, you can catch the ACC final at 11 a.m. on ESPN2. The American Athletic Final at 11 a.m. on ESPN News. The SEC Final at 2 on ESPN2. The Big Ten Final at 2 on Big Ten Network. And the Big 12 Final at 5 on ESPNU. I know that was a lot, but like I said, go to the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, for more there. In the world of softball, I said we only have 16 teams left, so I am going to run through these. On Thursday, starting early with number three, Florida State versus number 14, Georgia, at 6 p.m. on ESPN2, followed by six, Oklahoma State versus Oregon at eight on ESPN2 as well. Friday, you can catch eight, Duke versus number nine, Stanford, at 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Number one, Oklahoma takes on 16, Clemson, at one. Then Tennessee, number four, versus number 13, Texas, at three, all on ESPNU. Catch the second game of Oklahoma State versus Oregon at five. And at number five, Alabama versus number 12, Northwestern, at 7 p.m. on ESPNU. The second game of Florida State versus Georgia at seven. Number seven, Washington versus Louisiana, unranked at nine on ESPN2. And number 15, Utah versus San Diego State at nine on ESPNU. On Saturday, we run into most of those will be game twos. I do not have TV channels for those as they have not been announced yet. So on Saturday, starting with number one, Oklahoma versus number 16, Clemson, game two at noon. Duke versus Stanford at two. Tennessee versus Texas at two. Utah at versus San Diego State at four. Number seven, Washington versus Louisiana at six. Number five, Alabama versus 12, Northwestern at eight. Also that night or that day, game three, if it's needed, of Oklahoma State, Oregon, that is at TBD, on TBD, and same goes for Florida State versus Georgia. So Sunday, we will have the remaining six matchups. Those game threes will be, if needed, on on TBD, at TBD. So I do not have specifics for those, but those remaining six games will be on Sunday, if it's needed. Again, it is double elimination, so it is best of three. Moving along to the NBA, and we've got one game every day. And by the end of Memorial Day, we will know who is going to 
the final. So starting tonight, West final game four nuggets at the Lakers at 7:30 on ESPN East final takes place on Tuesday. Game four, the Celtics at the heat at 7:30 PM on TNT. Remember both the heat and the nuggets can wrap up their conference final just by winning either tonight or tomorrow. So everything after that is if necessary. The West Final Game 5, Lakers at the Nuggets at 6.30 on ESPN. Thursday East Final Game 5, Heat at the Celtics at 7.30 on TNT. Friday, begin Game 6's Nuggets at the Lakers at 7.30 on ESPN. Followed by the East Final on Saturday, the Celtics at the Heat at 7.30 on TNT. And then we have, if these go to Game 7, which means we would have a complete flip where both the Lakers and the Celtics win all three games. Sunday, if necessary, West Final Game 7, Lakers at the Nuggets at 7.30 on ESPN, followed by the East Final on Monday, Memorial Day, Game 7, Heat at the Celtics at 7.30 on TNT. We do still have USFL games going on. So Saturday, you can catch Birmingham at New Orleans at 3 p.m. on Fox, followed by Philadelphia at Pittsburgh at 8 on Fox Sports 1. Sunday, Houston takes on Memphis at 1.30 p.m. on USA, and then Michigan takes on New Jersey at 4.30 on Fox Sports 1. In the world of golf, we actually have some NCAA going on as well as PGA. So Tuesday, NCAA women's team quarterfinal at noon on Golf Channel. The semifinal begins at 5. Wednesday, the NCAA women's team final will be at 5 p.m. on Golf Channel. Then on Thursday, we get back to kind of regularly scheduled programming with the PGA at the Charles Schwab Challenge in Fort Worth. Round one will be at 4 p.m. on Golf Channel. Same goes for Friday for round two. Then on Saturday, you can catch the Senior PGA Championship third round at 12.30 on NBC. The Charles Schwab Challenge will be round three. will play at 1 p.m. on Golf Channel and then switch over to CBS at 2.00. Sunday, same schedule for the final of the Charles Schwab Challenge. So at one on Golf Channel and then two for CBS. Then the Senior PGA Championship final round comes back on NBC at three. The Stanley Cup playoffs, conference finals, and conference championships are continuing. Monday, East Final, Game 3, Hurricanes at the Panthers at 7 p.m. on TNT. Followed by the West Game 3, Golden Knights at the Stars at 7 on ESPN. That is on Tuesday. Then we could have a wrap-up of everything on Wednesday with the East Final, Game 4, Hurricanes at the Panthers. So if the Panthers win tonight, they can definitely they could wrap it up on Wednesday. They will play at 7 on TNT. Same goes for the Golden Knights. If they win the next two games, they can take it and go to the final. That will be Thursday if at four game four at 7 p.m. on ESPN. The rest of the week is if necessary. Friday, East Final Game 5, Panthers at the Hurricanes at 7 on TNT, followed by the West Game 5 on Saturday, Stars at the Knights at 7 on ABC that time. Then Sunday, East Final Game 6, Hurricanes at the Panthers at 7 on TNT. And Memorial Day, West Final Game 6, Golden Knights at Stars at 7 on ESPN. We have two motorsports to watch this week, both on Sunday. F1 Monaco GP at 8 a.m. on ESPN. And then followed by the Indy 500 at 1.30 on NBC. 
a little bit of Olympic sports to watch, just track and field on Saturday with the West Regionals. That will be at 3.30 p.m. on NBC. It is regional championship week, so you will qualify for NCAAs in the West or the East, and then the NCAAs will take place at University of Texas in two weeks. We do also have some soccer going on with Premier League, as usual, and La Liga, but I do want to point out that we are in the FIFA's Men U-20 World Cup. United States will play Fiji on Wednesday at 3 a.m. on Fox Sports 1 if you want to get up and watch that. You could also watch the CONCACAF Women's Under-20 United States versus Panama at 6 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Then both teams are back in action on Saturday. The men started off with Slovakia versus United States at two on Fox Sports one. And then the CONCACAF women's Jamaica versus United States at four on Fox Sports one. We also begin on Sunday, just barely the French Open. So another grand slam for the tennis world. Round one will begin at 11 a.m. on Sunday. It will be only visible on Peacock. But then on Memorial Day, you can catch round one at 10 a.m. on NBC. And then it moves to Peacock at two. Like I said, we had a lot going on with major championships, two playoffs for NHL and NBA, as well as postseason now for baseball and softball. I got you covered. Check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, for more and to stay up to date with those times and when to watch those teams. And you know I got you next week for the weekly update.